Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. NBA teams were 0 for 13,884 in the last 20 years when trailing by at least nine with 35 seconds or less left to go in the game. That number is now one for 13,884 because Luka Doncic went off in historic fashion. It's Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN2. Uh, you guys can hang out with us also on ESPN. You click more on the lower right-hand corner of the app, and then you can click live radio. Bam! That's where you can find us. Listen to us on your smart speakers. Harry Douglas wearing a tie today. I'm Jason Fitz giving you a little sneak peek to Fitz and uh, Harry, which starts January 3rd. I almost called it Fitz and Douglas. I know, I know. That's like, why I, I started the name laughing. of our show wrong all the time. You, you look dapper, my friend, because you're headed to first take after us. So yes, you, immediately when we're done, I'm here 6 a.m. to 10 a.m., then 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., I am right there at that desk right beside us for first take. Look at that. And, yeah. and looking, uh, looking dap- dashing while you do it. For a sneak peek behind the way this studio is built, like the first take, you know, even I, which I, maybe I could throw a football four yards, I could make it to the desk of first take. It's right here. So it's like uh, it's always a fire drill. So, you know. The first take is here. They do a round the horn as well in this room right here where we are actually behind these little screens. They, they change up the – you know, background. This stuff costs a lot of money, so make sure you don't break this. Yeah, well, I can't promise anything. That's why I stay in the seat <laughs> the entire time. Uh, you guys can hang out with us. You can be part of the conversation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. But let's get to some NBA talk brought to you by Fresh Pet, real pet food, fresh from the fridge. And last night, fresh was Luka Doncic, 60, 21, and 10. 60 points, 21 boards, 10 assists, that is a wild triple-double. He rallies the Mavs to an overtime win, a historic overtime win, even does the playground thing where you miss the free throw intentionally, gets the, the putback, sends it to overtime. A huge night by somebody that is absolutely staking his claim as one of, if not the best players in the NBA. Yeah, and when you look at a guy like Luka, I think the thing that I'm most impressed um, about his basketball game is that he's never sped up. He always plays at his pace. Right, it's nothing a defender can do to, you know, make Luca do erratic uh, things on the basketball court, turn the basketball over. I was watching a play the other day; they had a game, and he actually faked the defender out under the basket like he was going to pass it. The defender literally turned around, and Luca just laid it up. And I just, I just laughed to myself. But then you see the driving to the lane, the behind the back passes, the no look passes, but the ability to score the basketball at will, no matter where he is on the basketball court are some of the great things that we're seeing from a young player that's only 23 years old, Fitz. And it's like the Brady Bunch. You know, Marsha, Marsha, Luca, Luca, Luca. I never thought I'd get a Marsha, Marsha, Marsha out of Luca, Luca, Luca. But I'm I'm happy, happy, happy for it. You know, I'm I'm all in on that. The 23 part is the part that really stuns me. Because, you know, Luca is one of those guys that, that immediately has become sort of a household name 
and we've normalized greatness. Something we do a lot in the NBA. Like yep. you see somebody that's absolutely spectacular, and immediately you just almost take that for granted. Like Lucas single-handedly has willed the Mavericks in the playoffs multiple times, multiple series. There's nothing my guy can't do. And then to go out and go 60-21-10, and 10, uh, obviously an exhausting effort. Bally Sports with Jeff Wade, they asked him how he was feeling. This is what he had to say about his effort last night. Luca, it's never been done in NBA history. A 60-point, 20-rebound, triple-double. 60 points, 20 boards. Never, it never happened, baby. How's it feel right now? I'm tired as hell. <laughs> you can rest later. You're young. I need a recovery beer. Oh, we can handle that. I mean, I need a recovery <laughs> beer. Call us, Luca. Like that's like, was there a recovery beer for Harry Douglas when he was a recovery Sprite for you? Right, like that was yeah, always. Yeah, for me, yeah. you know, I was a Sprite man. Uh, <clears throat> if anyone's listening, I was a Sprite man and <laughs> actually have one in my bag right now. No, no show is going to show for things more than Vince <clears throat> and Harry. I can promise if anyone's you that. Listening, but I will say this though: when you look at a guy like Luca, man, I think I just love the brashness. I think the the honoriness that he plays with, his mindset, his demeanor, right? He's a dog on that on, on that court, Fitz. And when I mean a dog, and, and me uh, knowing uh, knowing Luca's a dog, I had to make a bone, y'all. I made a bone this morning. You want to know why? Because when a dog performs the way he performed last night, give him a bone. Give that dog a bone. That is a, that is a small bone. Well, that's the first time I've heard that. In okay. My life. Okay. The very first time I've uh, heard look, that. Look, I, I don't know. Can we, like, what was it yesterday? Small feet, uh, Harry? Yeah, small Maybe feet. we'll make you small y'all bone, stop, Harry? Y'all that- stop. It's the first time I've heard. It's the only second time I've heard that now. <laughs> oh, things are getting reckless off the rails. I'm ripping my headphones out. What I, just, I, just, I just love the, the mental mindset of Luca. He doesn't care if he's going against a LeBron James. Um, Kevin Durant, it doesn't matter to Luca. Kind of reminds me of my boy Joey B in the National Football League. It doesn't matter. He, he's young, young phenom, um, has a chance to be, you know, great in the league. But I'm just saying, Luca, man, does things that you don't see everyone doing every day. I think that comes back to how he grew up as a player, right? Like, the one thing for me, I host a lot of Sports Center on Snapchat, and I've been a part of that show since it launched. And, you know, we, we, we started when I was first on that show in 2018, 19. Uh, when we first started that show, we were doing rips of Luca when he was still in Europe. And it, it was like yep. nightly we were saying, hey, this guy is going to be a top pick in the NBA draft. And so when he was drafted, and some people were like, I don't know, what if you'd watched any of those clips over that year, that we were posting him nonstop on Snapchat. The reason we kept posting it was because he was a kid doing it against grown-ass men. Like, he was playing against adults in a way that that just didn't... He never looked like a kid. He didn't feel like a kid. He didn't feel young at what he was doing. Now, he's translated that from where he was in Europe to the NBA. Like, he doesn't play the game like he's 23. He doesn't have 23 IQ. He doesn't have 23 mindset. He doesn't have 23 body. Like, he just... He seems like a grown man playing with grown men. And the crazy thing about it all is that him him and uh, Luka Doncic and and Trey Young are going to always be tied together because, you know, the trading of pitch picks between the Dallas Mavericks and the Atlanta Hawks. And if you're Atlanta Hawks, and I'm a Hawks fan, you know I live in Atlanta, uh, and I'm not going to say this because I love what Trey has been able to bring to the game, but when you do see a Luka and what he's able to do, a 20, a, a, a 60, a 21, and a 10 game, the first time that's ever been done in NBA history, it kind of raised your eyebrows a lot and say, did Atlanta make the right pick? I thought Atlanta made the right pick for the time being and what they wanted to do with their team and how they wanted to build it because it was more so, you know, Coach Pierce at the time who had been with Golden State previously, you know, and being around Steph Curry and seeing how that three ball and how the game was transitioning, uh, that's what he wanted. 
But you look at a guy like Luca, man, you raise your eyebrows and say, did, did the Hawks make the right decision? Uh, you know we're going to let you chime in on the Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-ESPN. Uh, Curtis in North Carolina. Thanks for calling the show, Curtis. What you got, man? Fitzy, baby. We talked maybe about a couple of days ago. Heck yeah. What's going on? What's going on? Man, it's early. <laughs> it's early. What's it, what are you thinking on Luca? Man, listen. We talked about the job. And we was talking about how good John was. But, man, listen, Fitz, <laughs> if you want to be wishy-washy, you can. Because the man had a 60-point triple-double with 20 rebounds. Jesus Christ. They came back. It was down by nine with, like, 33 seconds left. I don't know, man. I, he, he's a, he's a one-man show. Uh, it's it's incredibly impressive. Uh, I I go back and forth between him and John all the time now. And it's it's just it's wonderful basketball. The league is in great hands with these young stars. That and see, Curtis. Thanks for the call, man. What what y'all may not know, Curtis called in when we were hosting last week, and we were trying to have the conversation of who who would you build around? Like who's the young player you would build around? And I was very wishy washy at the time because I love everything about Jaws' game. And Curtis, to the to his point, man, I was thinking about what Curtis just said while I was watching Luca go off and thinking, man, I'm an idiot. I should have gone with Luca. You know, that's just that. There's something about it. You guys can be a part of Jay Will. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call us, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Who you got? Who's the best young player in the NBA? Under 25. Best guy that you got under 25 in the NBA, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. We'll keep breaking down a historic night in the NBA, what it means for Luka and what it means for the Mavericks. But there was some big football news yesterday. The owner of the Broncos put everyone in the organization on notice. Could change everything about the team. We'll tell you about it for next. But This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. 
But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Now, I don't think there was a question that Nathaniel Hackett's job was in jeopardy, but I think few people thought that he would lose his job today. For weeks on weeks on weeks, this offense in their past game has struggled to operate very simple concepts for this franchise, decided they had seen enough. They knew they were going to make a change. And to have such poor showings against the Raiders and divisional opponents. You can fire everybody else, but Russell Wilson's going to be there. I mean, it's like having one of those old timeshares that you just can't get rid of. Hackett got hacked. The question is, what's next for the Broncos? And now... We've heard from the man in charge, and this could just be the beginning. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max, the very beginning. You hear that dog music? Arr, arr. He's Harry Douglas. Arr. Harry Douglas is just going to keep eating a paper dog. Arr. If you're watching us on uh, ESPN2 and ESPNU <laughs> or in the ESPN app, Harry Douglas keeps eating a paper dog. He's got that dog in him. He's taking on Mad Dog today. A paper bone, uh, man. Uh, Not a paper, a paper, dog. paper bone. My bad. Paper bone. Yeah. Look, it's hard to speak. I'm Jason Fitz. He's Harry Douglas. Uh, a sneak break. Peak, good God, sneak peek to January 3rd. (laughs) Fitz and Harry starts. So, yeah, look, my brain's not necessarily working. Your brain's not necessarily working. Fun fact, uh, we're we're staying in the same hotel right down the road from where we're working together today. And no, we're not going to mention the name, y'all. No, 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 because it's it's a hotel that that you're very fond of. I've stayed at multiple times, never had an issue. Uh, At at 2.45 in the morning, the fire alarm goes off, right? And when I say the fire alarm, for anyone that thinks it's like a smoke detector in your house, it is not. There are PA speakers in every room. I learned this last night, uh, this morning. Now, PA speakers in every room that, like, they can talk to also. So nine beeps going beep, beep, beep. At the worst possible noise, nine times, and then there's about a 20-second rest. How do I know it was nine times? I started counting at about 15 minutes in. And then we got to an hour in, and I was like, this is going to stop, right? Like, uh, a, a woman came up on the PA announcer, and I don't know, Harry, like, are you a big Star Wars fan? Probably not, because you actually no. are cool. Um, like, so, in the first Star Wars that I grew up on, there's a scene where Han Solo's trying to rescue Princess Leia, and, like, he's in this awkward moment where they're radioing, trying to ask what's going on, because they hear the blasters, and he presses the button, and he awkwardly he's like, everything's fine here. Well, that's what we got, like, 10 minutes into the alarm when a, an employee gets on the PA system and awkwardly he's like, uh, everybody, there's no fire. Everybody just needs to stay in your room. Um, a, a, a lobby sprinkler was tampered with. And so it's just set the alarm off. As soon as the fire department gets here, they'll reset it. And then like 10 minutes later, she gets back on. She's like, uh, no fire. Now, there, there's just some flooding in, going keep, in keep the in lobby. Mind, this, this, is, this, ha- this started at 2.45 a.m. Mm-hmm. We got over here, what, like, I, I left the hotel at 4.30. You left at 4.30. I left the hotel at 4.45. It was still, still going, going off. Yeah, still going. And never, the, the beep, <laughs> beep, over and over, over and over for two but hours. It was, but it was so crucial for me because normally for this show, I wake up at 3.30. Mm-hmm. But last night I said, you know what? There's no big time games on. I'm going to watch a little bit of stuff and then I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going I'm to wake up at 4.15 today. No, that didn't happen. No. That extra hour and 30 minutes, I didn't get it all. And and the best part about this is, like, where we are, like, our studios are in glorious seaport, New York. It's beautiful here. Yep. But this is not for anyone that doesn't know Manhattan, uh, as I wouldn't expect you to do. 
this is not a busy part. This isn't like Times Square. This is a very business district portion yeah. of it. So there isn't a lot of foot traffic happening at 2 in the morning anywhere. So my first thought when she was like, lobby sprinkler was tampered with. I've been down in that lobby before at 2 or 3 in the morning when I can't sleep. And there's like one employee sitting there. So I'm like... My guy was rolling something. Light it up, light it up. And he was just like, let's have a good Inhale, time. Inhale, exhale. Nobody will catch oh, me. Oh, yeah. Somebody, I, that's the only thing I so, can figure. We know what was going on. <laughs> somebody was having a nice time. Yeah, so if I don't know what floor was on, but somebody was having a nice time. If you think we're usually punchy, man, it's going to get interesting <laughs> over the next couple hours. Can neither of us got any sleep. Light it up. Oh, just puff, puff, give. Uh, Inhale, exhale. Uh, right now, Broncos fans are trying to exhale a little bit as Hackett has been relieved of his duties as head coach. Now, the question is, what's that mean? And we talked a little bit about this yesterday. What's it mean for their GM? What's it mean for their front office? What's it mean for their overall structure? Because new, new ownership means new everything. Well, Greg Penner is the Broncos owner and CEO, held a press conference, and he made it very clear who the new coach will be reporting to. The new head coach will report to me, which is a more typical structure uh, in the NFL, Obviously, the relationship between the general manager and the head coach is a critical one, and uh, uh, George is going to be intimately involved with this process of looking for a new head coach, and we'll make sure that there's a good fit there. So George Patton being the GM that he's talking about, that doesn't feel like a ringing endorsement from a GM. No, it doesn't at all. And in, I'm reading between the lines. It actually sounds like to me at some point that George Patton won't be there. For, for this team, for the Denver Broncos moving forward. But my thing is, Fitz, like why whenever you do hire a new head coach, why is he just going to the owner? Don't normally – I think how it works is that the owner, the GM, when you have those meetings and the head coach, although everyone is in that room together talking about things, going through things, making decisions, especially after a football game. Well, so and, why would he just be reporting to the owner, the head coach? Yeah, and, and ownership says that's a more typical NFL structure. I think he's splitting hairs there a little bit. Sure, every coach ultimately reports to the owner. Like when, yeah. when the Raiders aren't playing well, Mark Davis sits down with Josh McDaniels, right? But like you that. also report but, to the GM. But you report to the GM. What I don't like is deniability, right? And yeah. so what, what I hate for any franchise is when you start a rotating door. And a rotating door to me means, all right, I'm going to hire a coach. Uh, you know what? We're going to make the GM involved in the process, but we're going to hire a coach. And then the new coach comes in and says, well, I don't like the players that this GM gets me. Well, let's fire the GM. Then you bring in a new GM, and the new GM says, well, I just don't like this coach. And all of a sudden, you have this rotating door. Like, if you are going to make change, I believe, it, unless you are talking about one or one or the other is very proven, and you know you're sticking with that person, and that isn't the case here, if you're going to blow things up, I, I think you take it all the way down to the studs. You find a GM, and you, you pair that GM with the coach, and you let them go to work together in a way that there isn't one that can blame the other. They're, they're, they're working for their jobs together for the future. Yeah, you look at George Patton. Before going to the Denver Broncos, he was in Minnesota, right, from 2007 to 2020. Um, so this is his first stint as a GM in this role. And obviously he's made some mistakes. Now, if you're going to fire Nathaniel Hackett, and I said this on numerous of occasions, and I'm the first person to say I'm not advocating for people to lose their job. Never. I'm just saying in context, if you're going to fire Nathaniel Hackett in year one for the job he has done or hasn't done, why would the GM continue to keep his job? And then you come out and say, you know what, whoever I hire as a head coach is going to report to me. You're basically undermining that GM that you have hired as well last year. And, and structure matters to all of this. Like, you know, stability in an organization comes from a common vision 
and a common understanding of how that vision will be executed. And you know, the Bible says where there's no vision, the people will perish. Look at, if you look. don't have a vision, you'll stand for anything. Anything will be able to, you'll be able to accept anything. You don't have no backbone. You don't stand for anything. Well, and in my mind, when you start talking about football teams, it's important. The culture that's created comes from everybody being on the same page. Yep. And the minute you give the slightest reason for divide, that divide can tear that entire attempt at structure apart. Triple eight, say ESPN, eight, 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 seven, two, nine, three, seven, seven, six. That is how you can hang out with us. We're asking you who the best young player in the NBA is in honor of Luka Doncic's historic performance. We want somebody under 25 you can, and he's going to keep eating the paper. Luka, that dog. I, I mean, this is just, I'm going to be dealing with this all Get morning. that dog a bone. Uh, yeah. You guys could chime in just to save me from the paper bone. That's all I can say. Coming up. Uh, obviously wide receiver one is an important position to this show. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, Harry Doug, Douglas, Jason Fitz. So I figured the best thing to do is to have me oh rank the Lord. best receiver duos in the NFL. That's right. No. I'm taking charge here. I'm going to rank some things. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Joe Burrow certainly deserves a lot of the MVP chatter that's going around him. The Cincinnati Bengals are going to be a tough out come playoff time. We lost the Chiefs in the playoffs. But the Bengals, they're pretty scrappy. I feel like both will give us the run. The Bengals and the Bills. Monday Night Football is going to be one of the biggest matchups of the season, not just for what it does for the standings in the AFC, but what it could mean individually for the two quarterbacks that are playing. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN2, 
ESPNU. You can click more on the lower right-hand corner of the app. Scroll down to Live Radio. Bam! That's where you'll find us. You can also check us out on your smart speakers. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Jason Fitz, sitting with Harry Douglas. A little sneak peek to Fitz and Harry that starts January 3rd, ESPN Radio, from noon to 3 p.m. Eastern. We hope you will hang out with us there. Uh, Monday, everybody's going to have all eyes on the matchup between the Bengals and the Bills, Harry. And it, it really becomes this moment because Joe Burrow, has the opportunity, as well as he's playing, and, and as much as we love Burrow, Joe Burrow has that Heisman opportunity Monday night. We, we talk about Heisman moments for quarterbacks. Yep. Sometimes you need that that memorable, oh, my God, remarkable game against a huge opponent. It feels like this one is setting up to give Burrow that opportunity to have a true MVP moment that could change the way voters see him this year. Yeah, you look at the race right now. Um I would say you look two weeks ago and it was between Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, right? Jalen Hurts is now hurt. Now, I don't think Hurts can actually win the award not playing the rest of the season just because you do have a Patrick Mahomes who's still doing what he's doing, uh, making magical plays, pulling out his magical wand and just making things do what it do. Things that we expect uh, on a regular basis and the norm has become the norm from Patrick Mahomes that not many people in the National Football League from the quarterback position can be able to do. But then you look at a guy in Josh Allen, and Josh Allen means everything to the Buffalo Bills. But statistically, from a passing standpoint, he hasn't been on point since, I'll say, week six or week seven of the season. Now, he's everything to the Bills offense, but some things hasn't just been there. And then, you know, the turnovers have, have risen. You look at him versus zone coverage versus man coverage. He's better versus man than he is in zone. That's when a lot of mistakes happen when he has to methodically work the football down the field. You look at um, Joe Burrow. In the last 10 games, his, team's, his team is 9-1. He's second in passing right now at the moment. And not only that, 34 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. And when you talk about Patrick Mahomes, because I think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the National Football League right now at this moment. Because of you look at his past history and things he's been able to do, win a Super Bowl, win an MVP, throw 50 touchdowns in a season. But what Joe Burrows is doing at this moment right now, starting the season 0-2, being sacked 13 times in two games, a lot of people writing them off saying they have a Super Bowl hangover, right? He's been able to rally the troops, missing um, Jamar Chase and, you know, Joe Mixon at, for a portion of the season, but still being able to, you know, hold the ship afloat. This game on Monday night versus the Buffalo Bills, who are the number one seed right now in the AFC, is huge and can have huge implications on an MVP race if he goes out there and throws for 300-plus and three or four touchdowns and beat the Bills. But if they mess around to beat them in convincing fashion, and that's more of a bigger statement. And it's a reason why I got these two grapefruits sitting on my desk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're yeah, watching this, if you're watching it right now, uh, th- there's two things you should note. One, whoever made our graphic that says big, bad, burrow, ball, and brilliantly, that is beautifully done. Also, HD, you just brought, you brought grapefruits today? I went to the market yesterday okay. because I said, you know what? There's a possibility that we may be talking about Joe Burrow again today. On Keyshawn J. Will and Max. There's a possibility we might be talking about Joe Burrow when I'm done with KJM. On first take, I just wanted to make sure I had my damn props because that's the way he's walking around with two damn grapefruits. I said it once, I said it again. Joe Burrow does not care who you line up across that field from him. He don't care if it's Tom Brady. He don't care if it's Patrick Mahomes. He don't care if it's Josh Allen. He don't care if it's Lamar Jackson. He don't care if it's Justin Herbert. Damn it, he don't care. He don't care. There are so many things to break down here, not the least of which is what you all didn't see is that HD 
Uh, he he had a little wipe so he could shine down like he could polish his grapefruits before he put them on set. Yeah. I'm just saying the, the the care that went into that. The the thing that, about Joe Burrow is I'm not sure how you beat him, right? Like wh- when you talk about he doesn't care who's facing him, he also doesn't care who's hitting him. They had a graphic up on the screen a little while ago, and I want the radio audience to know this: 55 percent completion percentage when facing pressure. That's second in the NFL. So if the book on Mahomes is you're going to try and force him to be patient, see what he can do. If the book on on Allen is you're going to try and take away his ability to do multiple things, right? What is the book on how you beat Joe Burrow? Because right now, if the thought is is I'm just going to knock the snot out of him. The more you hit him, the more he gets up and sh- still takes it. He's second in completion percentage, second in yards per attempt when he's facing pressure. So even when his offensive line fails him, he still goes out and outperforms. Like there is a just a gutsiness to everything that Joe Burrow does right now. And you combine that with the fact that he has incredible weapons around him. I, I, this feels like it is just shaping up for the Bengals, not only to represent the, the AFC and the Super Bowl to me, but for Joe Burrow really to plant his flag and say, guess what? I don't care what Mahomes has done in the past. I don't care what Josh Allen has done in the past. Right now, today, I am the best quarterback in the NFL. And it's not shocking if you watch that year at LSU. The, the craziest part about that is through injury, through hits, through chaos, through action at his feet, through everything that we keep talking about that is supposed to derail a quarterback, none of it has derailed Joe Burrow. That is the most incredible thing we're seeing out of an incredible uh, quarterback right now in the NFL. Well, you look at them in, in the game versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that they had to go down to Tampa. You know, the elements are different down there in Florida than they are in Cincinnati. It's way colder and it's way warmer and the humidity is different down in Florida and they go down 17 to nothing. But does Joe Burrow panic? Not at all. Not one bit. I was at that playoff game last year against the Tennessee Titans in Nashville when he was getting sacked nine times, and I sat there over and over again and watched that young man's body language because body language is everything to me. Body language can tell you a lot about a player, a lot about a people, especially when things aren't going right. And his mindset, his his demeanor never changed. It's like he'll get sacked and – Okay, it's fine. But but think about this, because you mentioned the Titans game. That came on the heels of a game I obviously watched because everybody knows my bias. Uh, the Raiders the week before knocked the snot out of them. They yep. didn't get a ton of, of sacks, but they had a ton of quarterback hits, ton of quarterback pressures. A week later, the Titans are dragging him to the ground. Never once was there a moment where I felt like he was looking at his offensive line saying, can you guys just no. stop letting me get murdered? He never did that. Like, that that level of just come back and be like, all right, we'll get him next play. Like, I... I can't imagine that. It speaks to how differently he's wired. And that, that whole, like, cigar smoking, swaggy sort of thing is just a part of who he – it's ingrained well, bro, in it's, who it's, he is. It's the it factor, right? And it's the grapefruits. When, when, oh, you damn right about that. Walking around <laughs> with the grapefruit. <laughs> you got to have that it factor walking around the grapefruits, baby. But it's like, you know, a GM, an owner, when they're looking to draft guys and especially difference makers, guys that can set their franchise apart from other franchises. And then for the Cincinnati Bengals – that's exactly what they did because they were losing, right? They decided to pick Joe Burrow with the number one overall pick. And that it factor that he has has allowed um, ownership and the GM and Zach Taylor, the head coach, to separate their franchises, uh, their franchise from a lot of other ones because of the one person that they picked the quarterback position. Now, don't, don't get me wrong. The defense is phenomenal for the Cincinnati Bengals. You have a Jamar Chase in which they have that relationship that they had in college. You have a T. Higgins, a Tyler Boyd. You have the running backs. You have the offensive line now. Those guys are starting to gel and come together. But at the end of the day, if you don't have that one chess piece, right, in chess, I don't play chess, but I hear people talk about it all the time. Well, you're trying to get the queen, right? Checkmate is how you beat the king. You try, you get the what did you say, yeah. Shannon? What I, is it? I'm terrible at chess. You try to get the king. Right. You try to get the king. Listen, 
Not, Joe, but, Joe Burrow, yeah. Joe Burrow's taking everybody's king. He is. You're right. He's taking everybody's king on the chessboard. And he's doing it with the grapefruits. Uh, I got in so much trouble as a kid because my like my mom was happy that I was eating grapefruit a lot. Like I didn't have a lot of sugar growing up. Remarkable who I am now. Sugar on top and of things. Right? I, I used to put so much. Like yeah. so, I was eating these grapefruits. And my mom was like, "Oh!" And then she came in one day and saw me just like putting so like a half a package <laughs> of sugar on top of that. She beat my butt. Uh, all right, he's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. You're listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max as we break down all the action going on across the sports landscape. We thought, you know what? It'd be time. To make a list. Now, hear me out, Harry. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for, for some list making, Harry? I don't know if I'm ready. Yeah, I don't know if you're ready or not. Because what's the name of this show? Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Now, who's the most famous football player on this show usually? Keyshawn. Okay, and what position did he play? Wide receiver. Okay. Now, uh, you and I are going to start uh, our show on January 3rd. You know, Fitz and Harry, January 3rd, ESPN Radio, noon to 3. Uh, it's going to be a damn good show. Which, y'all better make sure y'all tune in now. Which one of us had the more successful NFL <laughs> career? I did. Okay. And what position did you play? Wide receiver. So Keyshawn and Harry Douglas are remarkable wide receivers and make a remarkable or were and make a re- remarkable wide receiver duo. So in honor of that, I figured I'd be the one to rank wide receiver duos. Are you ready for this? <laughs> okay. Here the we go. Top five wide receiver duos in the NFL ranked by the non-wide receiver on this show. God, I can't wait. And the best part is that Harry doesn't get to react while we go through this. You ready? At number five on my list of number the top five. five. Oh, yeah. I forgot. We have the voice of God to come in and sound all sensual while we do that. Number five. Thank you very much. The Eagles. Brown and Smith. That's right. I already got to look like I have lost my mind. And A.J. Brown has been a delight. Look, at this is this was tough for me. I really felt like they belonged higher on the list. The problem is there are better com- – no better combos, but uh, like I'm waiting my tag team by equal effort, all right? So A.J. Brown gets a lot here. Smith gets a lot, too. I'm looking at this, and I already regret this Can I say something really really quick, really quick? I understand the alarm went off at 245, the Uh fire alarm in the hotel, but damn, did you drink whiskey when the alarm went off, too? No, 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 and no no whiskey before it, either. I had seltzer water for for, uh, with dinner last night. Number four, go ahead, give me the voice. Number four. The Vikings. Like, and this is because Adam Thielen is, is a good number two. Justin Jefferson's the best wide receiver in the NFL. So in, in the world of my tag team here, like I got one guy that is absolutely, oh my God. And I got another guy that's incredibly good at what he does. But the, oh my God portion of this really lifts me up to, to, to number four. I, I'm getting so many looks. Let's go to the next list. Next number one. three. This one I don't think you'll disagree with. The Dolphins, Hill and Waddle. We got Hill and Waddle. Like, no, no two wide receivers have more yards of separation per completion over the course of the first 12 weeks of the season. They have been wide open in everything they do. They're capable of running deep routes. They're also capable of running across the field. I feel like this is a good list so far. Here, are you with me? No, I'm not with you at all. Okay. Yeah, it, I still love you, though. But three, four, and five so far. You, you don't like that order? or you Keep going. Okay. Next up. Number two. Again, sometimes I'm biased by the fact that there's one guy that's unbelievable. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. They number come in at two. They come in at number two. They come in at number, number two. two. And fact is, like T. Higgins, even when he didn't have Jamar Chase, T. Higgins stepped up in a big, big way. Number two. Number, number two. two. Number two. And at the top of my list, number one, because I have no professionalism at all, is obviously Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro. Oh hell no! <laughs> oh hell no! <laughs> 
It is obviously. It is, look, I got a Raiders tattoo. There's no way it wasn't going to be Devontae and Hunter at the top of those. Uh, I change that. Justin Jefferson, second best wide receiver in the NFL. Devontae, unstoppable. Even without Aaron Rodgers playing lights out. Yeah, Hunter Renfro's been hurt this year, but that doesn't change his greatness. He uh, has like 200 and something yards. Yeah, right but now. last year, but last what? year, look, we're, we're, I don't care about no last, last year. Last year he had 100 catches. Like I'm just saying, he got derailed. So uh, obviously, uh, Devontae and Hunter Renfro sit at the top of the list. <laughs> Oh, wow, wow, wow. Would you like any any thoughts on, on yeah, let's quick, go, let's quick go changes ahead, you want to make? Let's go ahead and critique this. Listen, yeah. I'm going to take my dog on time. Okay, me, go ahead. You go know, on. so let's start with your number five. Uh-huh. AJ and Devontae. That's that's not number five. Okay. okay. My number five would probably be, be Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Those two guys. <sighs> okay. I, I, um, you look at Mike Evans. Mike, Hev- Mike Evans has had 1,000 yards every season he's been in the National Football League. We know what Chris Godwin means to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right now, Mike Evans has 917 yards and three touchdowns, and Chris Godwin has 800-plus. So I got them at my number five. My number four. You, is that above Devontae and Hunter? Hunter I mean, my the, number four. Okay. My number four would be Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis. Uh, now, yeah, Diggs and Davis four. was a big debate for me. I, I wasn't. That's, uh, yeah. that's my number four. Okay. My number three mm-hmm. is A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Okay. Both of those guys right now have over 1,000 yards um, receiving. When you look at a guy like Devontae Smith, he's wiry, great body control, seven touchdowns at the moment. A.J. Brown, a big body, over 1,300 yards for A.J. Brown and 10 touchdowns. Everything that this team needed from an offensive standpoint. So that's my number size. two. Size. Size, yeah. Like, yes. Size really stood out to me on that. My so, yeah. number two is Tyree Kill and Jaden Waddle because okay. number one speed kills. Mm-hmm. And when those two guys line up, defenses are scared, scared, of, scared, scared as hell of them. You talk about defensive backs trying to backpedal before they even the ball's even snapped. That's probably what they're doing when these two guys are lining up. And then my number one, you just mentioned – you just mentioned that T. Higgins stepped up tremendously. Okay, when Jamar Chase went down, this that, is not you had your okay, time. Okay, you had your you, turn. You, know, you, you know have what? had your turn, <laughs> and it was awful, god awful. You put him in. You, you put him just in one? Okay. mentioned that T. Higgins would be a number one on any other team in the National Football League. No, I said besides, he stepped up. Besides, he, he stepped probably up. Minnesota and and with Devontae Adams, probably not. But in the other team, T. Higgins will be number one, a number one receiver. And then Jamar Chase, what he's been able to do, and you like to bring in last year. I didn't want to bring in last year. You looked at what he did as a rookie. He missed some games this year. Still is on that path to get over 1,000 yards. He's just a, a human cheat code. Yes. Those two guys alone, and then you could even throw in Tyler Boyd as the third one. Uh, I got the Cincinnati Bengals as the number one wide receiver group in the National Football League. We don't disagree with that at all. My bias was never going to let me put them in number one. Let's, let's just, I was putting the Raiders at the top just to make you angry. Uh, I don't disagree I with you at all. I know what you're doing. I know why you wanted to put... Grapefruits. <laughs> conspiracy theory. I know why you wanted to put Adam Thielen and Hunter Renfro on there. Because <laughs> I, I, I like slot, shifty <laughs> slot receivers. No, I'm feeling so. Here's here's my my here's my question on Jefferson Thielen. This is ludicrous. What man. do you do? Like you just left Jefferson off this list altogether. Yeah, because he's number one, the number one receiver in the National Football League to me. But I don't think Adam Thielen is like that anymore. Not saying that Adam Thielen can't play, but for a duo, nah. I'm not taking I'm not taking them as a duo. Over some other people. Well, look, and I don't disagree with you that Thielen is not at the level of the rest of the number twos at all. The hard part for me is that I believe Justin Jefferson is so elevated on the ones that now I've got a great one and an okay number two. 
do I still have a great combo, right? Yeah, like, but, but it says it's, it's not, you know, the best wide receiver. It's wide no, receiver no, right. duo. Yeah, but, but Thielen, Thielen's sitting here right now this year with 67 catches for 692 yards That's yeah. a, and five touchdowns. Like, that's – He's doing well, right? Like, would you put that duo ahead of Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs? Oh, because I think you just did on your damn list. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I, I think doesn't Gabe, make any sense. I think Gabe Davis is a better, much better receiver than Adam Thielen. I don't think Stephon Diggs is a much better. I think I think Justin Jefferson's a much better receiver than Stephon Diggs. Justin Jefferson is a better receiver, but I wouldn't say much better because Stephon Diggs is a damn baller. Oh, he is. He is. No, talking like, about route run. He's a baller. He he, he is, and, and I, he's a little guy doing it too. Like uh, you know, I mean, we're talking about you know, if you were if you were sitting Represent here for my small guy, t- yeah, uh, I thought you were six one. But that, that's that's, yeah, that's mm, considered small. Yeah. Well, no, that was like. One. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's considered small compared to six four, six five wide receivers, six three receivers. You guys can chime in triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Wayne in Philly, that's okay. Well, I, I can handle it, Wayne. Come on, let's go. What you got? First of all, good morning, guys. Good morning, bro. I watch you guys every day. But Fitch, you're tripping today, bro. <laughs> Respectfully. <laughs> As my friend Stephen A. would say, stay off the weed. Oh. So what you saying? It was it. it was Fitz in the room setting off the fire alarm oh, yeah. at the hotel this morning. Might have been Harry. Smoke. He might have been smoking that joint this morning. Harry might have been. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. But you're in Philly, so you want you want Devonta and uh, AJ higher on this list, right? Uh, I just got three things to say. One, they're the first duo in Eagles history with a thousand reception a thousand reception yards each. If you ask me personally, I think they're third. The top of the list should be um, the top of the list should be uh, uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Why? Like Harry said, speed kills. The second duo on the list, I think it should be AJ and Devontae. The year they having, the way they transformed Jalen Hurts into an MVP candidate is going unsaid of. And my third thing I want to say, an underrated wide receiver combo when they're healthy, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. When they're healthy, they're a top five duo. Wayne, thanks for the call, dude. I don't disagree with you that, that when they're healthy, they're dynamic. I, I'm with Harry, though. I think the best wide receiver wide receiver room in the entire NFL is the Bengals. So, oh, like, yeah. and, and T. Higgins is somebody that ever Tyler since, Boyd has, like, 700-something 700 700 yards right now. I, I, I honestly believe, not to take away from Joe Burrow's great, like, great iron sharpens iron. I believe that part of the reason Joe Burrow is just so incredible to watch is he's throwing with he's throwing the football to guys that are absolutely insane at what they do, right? Like I think that's part of it. So uh, I would still have the Bengals at the top of the list, and, and I think we're sort of splitting hairs when it comes to the speed element. Uh, uh, Hill and Waddle, I, I agree with you. Like I think most secondaries are going to be scared of them. The, the toughest one for me on this list, truly, other than obviously my bias putting the Raiders at the top, was uh, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Uh, because, like I said, I, I I think Thielen is a very, very, very and good I wide love receiver. Me some Justin Jefferson, man. And Justin Jefferson is like so. I'll go back to my '80s wrestling roots, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get Harry Douglas into '80s wrestling. But, can I, can I but say, like the, can, the Rockers had Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. Shawn Michaels was amazing. Marty Jannetty wasn't, but they were a great wait, tag wait, check team. Check this out. Give me a second. Give me a second. Because you know, people are talking about how AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, you know, has the thousand yards apiece right now. Can I t- tell y'all about last year for a second? Jamar Chase had 1,400 yards last year, 13 touchdowns. T. Higgins had a thousand, over 1,000 yards last year, six touchdowns. Tyler Boyd had 828 yards last year and five touchdowns. That's why I have them at top of my list right now. It's carried over. The only difference is that 
Jamar Chase has missed a few games. Mm-hmm. But the, the play has carried over to 2022. Yeah, this is why I think the Bengals are built to be good for a very long time. We've talked a lot about Burrow today. Over the course of the next month, you're going to hear about all the other players on that roster that is really, really well built. Speaking of teams that we talk a lot about, always in the conversation are the Cowboys. And every time we talk about the Cowboys, it seems like we need to have a massive conversation about Dak Prescott. I understand that. But the real question is, who's more likely to fail the Cowboys, Dak or the rest of the team? We'll answer that next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.